What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Daily Fitness Education. I'm your host, Kyle, a personal trainer in the trenches each and every single day, trying to map out how to teach people about fitness and how to move for a lifetime. That's the difference in this podcast and why, and the content that I try and bring to the planet, we are not talking about sport. We are not talking about how um, do I get to hit a ball out of the park. Why? Because it's detrimental to your long-term well-being. When someone is coached into a certain type of sport-specific training, after they're done their sport, they need to be coached and corrected and fixed into long-term function and movement. And that is the purpose of finding your future in fitness uh, and thinking about longevity. Does not mean you can't do weightlifting and and bench press and, and do all the cool sports-specific lifts that, that are gonna give you awesome outcomes. It just means you have to be very mindful about how you start to condition. And that is this podcast. But we're gonna talk about instincts and how natural, how natural the modern idea of a gym truly is for the body so that we can actually respect it a little bit better. Because when most people come in and I, and I give my elevator pitch as to what the gym is, most people are like, I never looked at it that way. So I wanna take you through that world of how I have spent Uh, years trying to figure out how to explain the gym so people aren't as overwhelmed because it can be very overwhelming if you first step in there. Uh, Either way, see you on the other side of the theme song and we will get right to it. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kyle Roush and this is the Daily Fitness Education, the podcast designed to highlight how anyone can become successful in any endeavor at all in life. Learning every day. I'll discuss something that I've learned in the past, something I may have learned that day, or something that I'm about to learn. Through books, mentors, courses, formal education, colleagues, and practical steps with clients, you can listen along through the lens of a personal trainer and the healthy enthusiasts around me and learn from my trials and tribulations as to how to achieve the intangible habits to pursue your own future in fitness. Alrighty, end game addicts. So let's assume that you're one of my uh, first consultations. You're just walking into a gym. I need to explain to you how natural this is or what this looks like and why fitness is relevant for you. Um, well, all people have a number of efficient, stable shapes. Uh, we can sit and stand quite efficiently. We can bend quite efficiently. We can push, pull, twist, and run quite efficiently. And that, that leaves us about six shapes that are can be expressed safely uh, for long-term function and well-being. If you follow this podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about shapes a lot. This is the first discussion. So instead of walking in and being like, the gym is so I can look good as a bro, it's like, no, it actually helps improve your capacity and function as a human. Many people don't want to get into the, into the gym, quote unquote, because it's not who they are. I'm like, well, unfortunately, you do all of those same shapes uh, as, as everybody on the planet does. And this is why exercise can benefit everybody because if I can make you more efficient in your energy systems, you will be stronger, last longer, have better heart health, lung capacity, all the things that we need to get into the end game or that your, to guarantee your future in fitness or improve your future in fitness. There's no guarantees to life. Unfortunately, Kyle, don't give people poor information. Anyways, um, so... When we walk into the gym, how natural is it? Well, it's an ergonomic invention. It's a jungle full of steel uh, with a bunch of little treadmills uh, or, you know, guinea pig wheels that run for you, right? Everything is momentum-based. 
Interestingly enough, and I've talked about this in the podcast before, if you wave your hand in front of your own face, you can feel particle displacement. Something that does not happen when you are inside a gym facility on a treadmill or a cardio machine. You do not displace particles, which means running on a treadmill is nowhere near as advantageous as running outside. Now, secondly, it's it's particle displacement. Um, Secondly, flat grounds are extremely unnatural. Notice how much road improvements they have to put on pavement, flat pavement for us to drive on without bumps. It breaks all the time because the earth is constantly shifting and changing, meaning the ground is not designed for our bodies to be on while flat. Okay? So just just understand that before maybe about, I don't know the history of uh, construction and uh, modern uh, transportation architecture, but just trust 200 years ago, there was not a lot of flat shit to walk around on you were uh, adjusting and moving your ankles carefully, consistently over time. I think shoes were invented like 300 years ago, which means like we didn't have anything to cover our feet and protect us from walking on these uneven grounds. Yet now our most ergonomic opportunity is to be in a flat place that makes us walk through uh, a treadmill that does not displace particles. So I mean like right away off the bat when we start to pick apart what it is, it's just not very efficient right? In the cardio system. Now, we are cardio-based mammals, but when we use cardio, everyone thinks it's for fat loss. It does. Your cardiovascular system uh, is based on, I I believe it's the Krebs cycle, okay? If I remember back, I haven't studied and I got to touch up on my uh, nutrition anatomy and energy system anatomy. But what what that means is your body is highly, highly uh, using or wanting to use and utilize fat burning uh, while doing cardio. The problem is modern carbohydrates. Carbohydrates used to be extremely rare before. That's why we're so addicted to them. Now, uh, they're in modern commerce everywhere. Why? Because it makes money, because we're addicted to them, because they were so unbelievably scarce. Now, why are we addicted to them? Well, they um, provide a very quick, efficient source of energy for our musculature and for our bodies. We need carbohydrates massively for energy efficiency. Fat can be stored and burned uh, in a slower rate for later. So if we talk about the two sources of energy for the body, carbs and fat, and you're like, Kyle, how, why are we talking about nutrition if we're talking about you know, the first phases of the gym? Well, it's, it's important to understand that yes, fat is very efficient at burning, or sorry, cardio is very efficient at burning fat, but but, 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 modern day access to carbohydrates means that most people have tons of carbs in their system and because carbs are utilized first, they're easier to break down in the body, fat is typically just stored. And because cardio is a fat-based system, it doesn't really need to use a lot of carbs. So what happens is we're not burning fat. This is where fasted cardio comes from. It means we have no food in us while running and doing cardio. Why? Because there's a lower chance of us having any, uh, any carbohydrates in us and we can burn fat more readily. Now, I'm not saying you should be doing a ton of fasted cardio. I don't think you necessarily need it if you just want to get into the best shape and, and maintain that for a long time. Um, I'm saying that if you look on the cardio side of the gym, the place that's safer, over to the weight side of the gym, the place that's more complex uh, in anxiety for many people, 
Um, people are in better shape, typically. Not always, but typically. You will see people who have bigger arms, bigger glutes, and maybe just thinner in general. Um, it's not all about the shapes and sizes. I'm, I'm talking about what, what is sexy in media here. I'm not saying why, you, why this is supposed to be exercise, I'm sa- or what exercise is supposed to be for. I'm saying this is one piece, and you'll find as a very obvious visual aesthetic observation that there will, be people, there will be people, more of them, in better shape on the weight side of the gym. The, where, the place where you go to practice your push, pull, sit, stand, bend, twist, run. The shapes that I talk about. Um, because that side of the gym burns carbohydrates much more efficiently. Your muscles rely on carbs intensely. Um, and both energy systems are not mutually exclusive. I do believe, and I could be wrong here, but I do believe that both your muscles and your cardiovascular system uh, needs both carbs and fat, but not in the same amounts. Your your glycolytic system or your uh, muscle-based system is highly, highly dependent on carbohydrates. So if you're not having any in your diet, like you're on a ketosis-based diet, the ketogenic diet with no carbs, you're not likely to build as much muscle. This is why it's very, very important for people who are trying to build a lot of muscle on bodybuilding programs to not do it in a keto way. Now you can do it, you can still be lean, shredded and look great and have a, a dense amount of muscle mass, um, but you wouldn't have as much. That's, that's just the, the, not the rule out, but that's the science behind what musculature needs. It needs carbs. Nothing wrong with keto, but to say that it can build the same amount as a, a diet that's heavy and, and dense, rich carbohydrates is just not the truth. Doesn't make any sense in terms of our energy energy exchange. I'm not saying keto is wrong. I'm just saying it's not as efficient. That's the difference. Uh, I'm just so the the whole the whole takeaway uh, more or less is like when you walk into a gym, cardio will release and improve your cardiovascular health and release a bunch of endorphins and make you feel amazing because we are cardio based mammals. But in the modern day, it's not extremely natural for us to be using ergonomic flat ground bunches of steel but it is massively efficient at burning all the carbohydrates in modern day diet that we put into our system there is a remarkable amount of science to say that we need a ton of these carbohydrates which is great Um, but then having too much in abundance leads to you know this dysfunction of diabetes what we're going into if if you've i've talked before on this podcast saying that I believe that cans of pop should have warning labels just like packs of cigarettes do. They should show what someone, uh, you know, 300 pounds looks like, um, or sorry, 350 pounds, it doesn't matter, an obese person looks like because of their uncontrollable addiction to carbs. We denigrate people who uh, who are alcoholics or who, um, uh, who smoke a ton or who do a lot of drugs. Um, like we, like, cause somehow we're better or worse people if we've done meth over drinking a can of Coke. However, on, on the brain now, I'm just strictly speaking, uh, not what it does to your psychology in terms of the addiction center. It stimulates the same, the same trigger of dopamine, a pleasurable dopamine kick on your brain whenever you do any of these things. And I've never, I've never done any hard drugs or anything. All I'm saying is there's no difference in your brain and your neuroscience. Um, but to us, there is for some reason. All I'm saying is that we need to respect the things that we have fun with more often. Um, as in like, if you have a can of Coke, do it when you're out having fun with friends. Don't do it because like, oh, you know, I just, I would love to have a can of Coke for tonight while I'm studying. Like those, those things, like don't mix fun with purpose. Do purpose with purpose and fun with fun. Um, 
I'm not going to try. And, and this is just something that I coach into. It's not the exact philosophy. I just, I agree with it massively. I find it helps people um, not have to try and fight their instincts of pleasure while trying to do things that are difficult. And it can help you over time if we follow neuroscience. I know, I'm, I'm running down the route, rabbit hole here. I'll get out of it in a second. Um, but the more you do anything at all, the more you develop pleasure sensors around it. This is why I can condition, have my biceps feel like they want to explode, but then also feel amazing, right? Because I'm addicted to the pain. And I want you to get addicted to the pains of disciplined things that improve your life. Um, last thing that I think is completely unnatural is the exercise itself. Um, not exercise itself, but the exercise that we are using in modern day life. Never before have we actually loaded our spine with a barbell. Barbells and dumbbells are actually an invention uh, by a guy in the circus in the 1930s and he marketed them and sold them so that he could, he could oh, there's ice on my windshield. Sorry if that was annoying for you. Um, he marketed them as marketed them as ways to improve your bicep size because he had big arms and people in the circus are like, this guy looks goofy. And he was like, barbells and dumbbells. I think it was just dumbbells. But then, and they were made out of clay. Um, and that is what sparked this idea of how to create barbells, dumbbells, and the modern ergonomics. And we still don't have a better idea. Um, but we can do our best to respect how to use this stuff to function and condition ourselves for a lifetime. Uh, life is short. But the gym itself is completely unnatural. Now, if you want to like go out into the park and like just do your own like workouts, whatever, that's fine. It's just not as efficient, okay? Um, being able to overload your body and add weight inside the gym is not as efficient at burning carbs as the gym is, or is way more efficient inside the gym to burn carbs than it is to do it outside, okay? Um, there's just way more tools. There's way more things. If you want to make it simple for you, just go in and learn something new about the gym every time you go in right? Like your goal of goals is when you get into the gym, try something you didn't do before. You can do all the same stuff that you usually do, but add in one new thing. Try something different. Um, for myself, I rotate a lot of different stuff. I try new exercises whenever, when someone's not doing it. I try and think about it if it's safe for the body. Um, but always, always be hunting and pulling in for more information so that you can improve your capacity to improve your future in fitness. Um, I think that our relationship with having to do exercise as a chore is unnatural. I believe that everyone is instinctually wired to work. If we stop pursuing goals as human beings, there's a, in a book called Life Unlocked by Dr. Srinivasan Pillay, suggests that as people lose sight of goals, any goals at all, um, they start to become very depressed. And this is all people. I'm sure in science there might be a few that don't have this, but human beings are goal-based creatures. This is why we can all work together in the same organization, not like each other at all, but still be willing to put up with ourselves or each other because we hunt in millions. Human beings are the only species on the planet that can hunt in millions, okay? Um, I mean, there might be insects and bugs and shit like that. The whole point of this is to understand that our intrinsic need to, to be goal-based creatures, um, fitness was not a goal. It was a byproduct of you having to hunt and find your food and, and work in agriculture. Fitness was an outcome of a lifestyle that was indicative of if you didn't exercise, you were dead, right? So it was not the main goal. It was not the main focus. Now in the modern day environment, it's no, it's no shocker to me to see that people instinctually are really addicted to carbs and nowhere near as addicted to the gym habit. The gym habit is something that you have to work at. It's like, it's like learning to sell a car. 
Like, if you're not an effective salesperson day one, it doesn't mean you're going to give up. It means you're going to work on your sales capacity and your speech cadence. And if you don't, if you if you study accounting and you first get into this is an example for me, and you first get into the field, you realize that the degree did not prepare you very well. Like, it gave you a very good baseline. But I know tons of people who have kin backgrounds who are still asking tons of questions when they get into start in personal training. Why? Because it's just a base. Right? Everything that you learn is just a base in order for you to dive into a deeper level of mastery. And this fitness thing is a discipline. It's not a fun. People are like, oh, I don't want to do a gym. It's not fun. I'm like, do you want to go to work today? They're like, no. I'm like, why are you going? I'm like, because I have to. I'm like, well, you have to exercise as a discipline. If you don't, you're not going to live as long, typically. Right? I know lots of people who um, don't exercise very much. Uh, and I know some people who exercise, never exercise at all, except they live a very long time. There are anomalies in, in science, okay? Play with the numbers and improve your chances. Don't be the guy that's like, yeah, man, no, my family lives forever. And then, but like, it doesn't work that way. You don't live the same way as your grandparents did. Very different access to food, very different access, to, you know, different kinds of pollution, sunlight, the amount of gamma rays and, and microwaves that are going through our bodies right now because of all of this this tech shit that's going on uh, in in the answers to fit or in the in-game fitness and the answers to fitness I talk about the uh, effects on the body of technology and how it's destroying our capacity to have deep sleeps destroying our uh, our, our overall physiology and it's in its function um, the enzymatic reactions that happen to the body over time are very very different now than what they used to be before this um, there's a lot of a lot of biohacker circles and a lot of um, impressive people right now uh, in, in health that are really scared about this 5G network and what it's doing to our bodies. A lot, a lot of problems going on, right? Um, so for me, I don't have my phone in my pocket very often. I And this is not me just being like some, you know, forward thinking like, all this stuff could kill you. No, it is. It's like it's, it's actively, if you look on scanners uh, of x-rays, you can actually see bone deterioration, more osteo. Uh, blasting than clasting um, or clasting than blasting on your leg and you can actually see where the phone usually sits in the common pocket that you that you hold it in you can see less bone density there because it's affecting our physiology it's affecting our anatomy which is not good right um, so when we talk about the, the nature of fitness and what that means I'm really just trying to get you to be mindful that health is not the gym the gym is a place to be efficient about your health. Um, and while you walk around it, understand that there are things that are or are not more efficient. People are like, isn't cardio, like, isn't that what you're supposed to do? I'm like, fasted cardio with no, with no carbs in you. Sure. Right? And this is just a lens. Like, I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to help you understand fitness a little bit better. As I do, right? And I've asked these questions before. And I've been taught these things from impressive people, so I'm just relaying to you. Uh, and all of this inf- nutrition information is coming from... Uh, a course called Precision Nutrition, um, hosted by a guy who's sweeping the planet right now in terms of nutrition psychology, um, and his name is Dr. John Berard. He's got a doctorate in uh, nutrition, and he very much talks about the psychology and the relationship of nutrition, while also diving down into the little details that I just just did today. Um, so that's it, folks. I'm hoping you have a better respect for what the gym is. It's a place where you go to practice function. Um, and that function will give you cool little outcomes. Like you'll, look str- you'll be stronger, you'll look better naked, and you have some, you know, some pecs on you. Um, but it's not just for that. Don't do exercise for your pecs. The pecs are a byproduct. And your life will be better as a direct correlation to how much exercise you put into it. 
I promise. Because I do this for a lot of people who uh, are like, oh, I got to get into this. I know it's really good for me. And then like on the other side of things are like my life is complete flip 180. I'm a totally different human. And I want that for you. I want you to improve uh, your future in fitness uh, and the likelihood that you have an awesome life because uh, that's what I want to do. I want to make people's lives better um, without being like it's all about abs and and biceps. Uh, Either way, have yourself a wonderful day, folks. Super grateful to have you guys here. Stay tuned. I got another one coming up for you tomorrow in 24 hours. Peace.